Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome back to this 84th episode of Hunting for Purpose. Just before I hit record on this episode, I realized, oh my gosh, we are at 84 episodes of this podcast, which just blows my mind. It feels incredibly phenomenal that we could have recorded and published 84 episodes of anything. Um, But this podcast has been an absolute joy. Uh, You know, it's, it's a lot of work to run a podcast, but it's also felt really joyful and really fun. And it's just been a really awesome way to connect with people and, and to connect with the audience, to bring you guys some more in-depth teaching in just this very kind of smooth, seamless way. So Welcome. Welcome to the 84th episode. Um, we're 16 episodes away from the big 100. So hang around and, and keep listening. We might do something fun for the 100th episode. But today for episode 84, we are starting kind of a, a loosely organized two-part series somewhat. For this episode and for episode 85, the next one up, we're going to be talking about launching. And this is a, one of those things, you know, that in my experience has, is a little bit funny. I find it a little bit humorous that I'm here talking about launching because um, last year, you know, I had a lot of people asking me about launching. We were running our first round of the Manifesto Mastery certification and we had, you know, a number of those students asking us about like, can you teach us launching and what's the best way to launch as a manifesto? And I was like, nah, nah. <laughs> Like, I'm not interested. My energy's not there for it. I don't want to teach launching, not available for it. And then right at the end of last year, right at the end of 2021, I had a creative urge for, you guessed it, launching. <laughs> I was like, okay, now we're going to teach people about launching. And so I laugh at myself with these experiences because I did the same thing with not wanting to teach about money, like not interested, not going to teach about money, not going to happen. And then the Manifest and Money Moguls program came through. And so, you know, I also did a three-part podcast series on money and it's been such a impactful urge in the, this little Manifesto collective. So um, I imagine it's going to be much the same thing with launching. And I've gone from not wanting to speak to anybody about it at all to now kind of deeply, deeply passionate about bringing you some teaching and bringing you some resources on this classic creative urge, right? The switch is turned on and all of a sudden I'm excited about it. Um, because in the online space, 
Launching is the vehicle through which we get our initiations out into the world, right? We don't necessarily do launching in other types of businesses. So brick and mortar businesses, um, service-based businesses, again, where it's like brick and mortar, where it's a local service-based business, we don't tend to need to do launching. Not not in this way anyway. I mean, I certainly did elements of launching, you know, new products or events and those kind of things, you know, in my previous brick and mortar business, but nothing like the online space. In this online space, I mean, launching is the bread and butter. Launching is the single platform or strategy or system that you have available to you to get your product or service out and get it get it to customers, get them to pay you. Launching is fundamental. It is necessary. I don't know how many other ways to say this. It is essential. It is crucial. If you want to exist in the online marketplace, launching is an absolute necessity. Launching is an absolute necessity. Here's the catch though. The way that launching has been taught the way that so many of us who are coming into this this online space, and this is my fourth year, so I've been around for a little while, not as long as some others, but I've been around for a bit, you know, been, had a few trips around the mountain. The way that launching is taught, you know, by people who are launch strategists, uh, launch consultants, launch specialists, all of those things, is heavily, heavily generator conditioned. And I am not, I'm not offering any uh, kind of blame or judgment or criticism about that at all. I think that launching is a vehicle that is beautifully taken on by generators, right? Like the system of launching is creative and it's public and it, it is sustained and it is consistent and it very much has that um, satisfaction element to it. So it's no surprises to me that, um, no surprise to me, that generators have been the ones who have really taken launching on and nailed it, right? They've just nailed it because they love it. It's it's like a drug. Not all generators. I'm not going to you know sweep that brush over everyone, but the vast majority I've seen really enjoy the process. Um, and then we, of course, have our projectors who have taken on something like launching and they want to systematize it. They want to process it. They want to offer that very kind of um, succinct to the point information to people. And so the people that I learned launching from were generators, manifesting generators and projectors. And, you know, I, I have done a, a lot of courses. I did a lot of courses on, on launching, some high end, some low end. I learned from a lot of different teachers. And the one thing that I discovered was kind of the universal experience amongst all of that learning on launching was that none of it worked with my manifesto energy. <laughs> like none of it worked. And you know, kind of every time I would learn like the next, here's the best system for, you know, rinse, wash, repeat launching, which we'll get to. That's a bit of an issue right there. But every time I entered into those kind of learning spaces, I very quickly discovered that I either couldn't sustain that type of work for a launch or there were strategies that just did not at all feel correct to me. They, they felt very off. They felt very oppositional to my energy. Um, and so even when I was trying to like twist myself into a pretzel and, and do things the way that these launch teachers were telling me to do them, I would have a moderate level of success, but I would never really feel that kind of abundance or prosperity of a launch outcome. And I would be 
burnt out. I would be completely exhausted. I had launch after launch after launch after launch that went nowhere or that signed one person or, you know, signed three people to a group program. Like I think a lot of us have had those experiences and certainly an element of that exists just in the realm of, hey, you've got to experiment. You've got to be adventurous. You've got to be willing to kind of not fully succeed the first you know, five, 10, 15 times that you do this, that's just part of the business game that we've got to do here. But the other very real element to this is that we've kind of got these whole other bodies of people in society who are really able to be very aligned with something like launch strategy. And we as manifestors simply are not. There are just really big holes in the way that launching is taught and the way that launching is done that manifestors cannot adapt ourselves to. It is not energetically correct for us to do that. And yet, on the flip side of that, we know that being business owners in this online space, we need to launch. But additionally, as manifestor business owners in this online space, We have to be able to have an effective vehicle that takes our creative urges, takes the things that we are initiating from our creative urges and gets them out into the world in a way that people can pay us for them, right? I repeatedly, repeatedly get asked by manifestors in this beloved audience and this wonderful community, how do I make money from my urges? How do I make money from my urges? And it's it's strange because it doesn't seem to matter how much teaching I do around it. (laughs) There's always some of you out there that are like, but, 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 but how, but how? And what I'm proposing here in this podcast episode and in next week's is that you've got to show up and do the work for that, right? Like it's one thing to pursue your creative urges and initiate them. And that is sacred and divine and beautiful. And even if you never, ever did anything else except that, even if you never did anything else except just initiate it in your space and never go back and touch it again, that has the ability to change the world. That has the ability to ripple out. You never know who's going to be receiving that. You never know who's going to stumble on it later in time. Like you have no idea what your impact is going to be. However, if you want to make money from your urges, you cannot initiate your urges in darkness and in the quiet and in the private little corner and not ever let anybody see it and then expect that somehow the universe is going to be able to orchestrate money to come into your pocket from that. Uh uh uh, no, no, <laughs> that's not the way it rolls. You, just like everybody else, have to be willing to put your initiations, to put your creations out into the world in places that people can see it and give them a vehicle, give them a methodology for how to pay you for it. Make it easy for people to pay you for your creative urges. That is how you earn money for your urges, people, in the online business space, right? There are a plethora of other ways if you're doing this in career, doing this in family, doing whatever, right? But this is very much specific to the online business community. If you are here and you are an online business owner, you are a manifester and you want to know how to make money from your creative urges, launching, 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 launching is the answer. That's the big That's the big barrel here, right? Launching. So 
how? How do we launch? If we can't do it the same way that everyone else does it, not for lack of trying, right, but just because it doesn't fit for our energy, it doesn't feel correct for us and then doesn't create this kind of abundance and freedom and peace that we really want, then how are we actually designed to do it? I will be very honest and very clear here. I have not yet come across a manifester who has taught this to me. I have searched and searched to witness manifestors that are doing it in their own space. And I, there are two manifestors that I know of that, um, three manifestors actually, sorry, that launch really beautifully and launch very much in alignment, right, with their energy. And I've seen them, you know, right up close publicly do launches and they, they all kind of do them in their own way. There are a few key characteristics that, that lay across all of us, but for me, it, that's been observational, right? I've been able to see the way they launch, kind of take it to myself and say, mm, does that feel good for me? Does that strategy feel good to me? Does that kind of container feel good to me? And pick and choose as I go. The remainder of it has just been my experience. We have launched and launched and launched and launched and launched, right? I I don't even know how many launches I've done over the career of my online business, but I do know that in 2021 alone, so just in one year, my team did 15 individual launches, 15 individual launches in a 12-month period, and every single one of those launches was profitable. Every single one of those launches was profitable, right? And so if a launch is profitable, you've covered all of the costs that you've paid for setting up the launch and getting it going, and you've then made a profit on top of that, that is a successful launch, my friend. So each one of these launches has had varying levels of profitability. I mean, we've either, I think at the lowest, we had maybe uh, five or $6,000 in profit. And at the highest, we had over $100,000 in profit. Um, and the episode that I'll record for you for next week is behind the scenes of a six-figure launch. Yeah. So you get a really good understanding of these kind of like higher end launches and, and how to manage those. But today I wanted to just sort of seize the moment and um, walk you through the top three launch mistakes for manifestors. What are like the top three ways that manifestors are really sabotaging their own launching, right? What are the top three ways that manifestors are really struggling with launching and and can do things a different way? Because not that I'm necessarily here to um, bring that negative lens to things, but I do find that sometimes it provides us a better contrast. Around here, I like to be very positive. I like to be very kind of safe and and warm and encouraging and you know provide guidance in a good direction for you um and i tend to veer away from the fear things and the don't do this is and all that kind of stuff but in some cases i do find it's really helpful for us to look at it from that that opposite lens right from the lens of like hey don't do these things. Like these are the mistakes that you're potentially making here. Don't do those because it does provide us that very kind of clear contrast of, oh, I have been doing those things and now I can see the opposite of that. Now I can see uh, the better way to go forward. So top three launch mistakes for manifestors. If you are an online business owner needing to handle launching, you are going to want to keep tuned in for this episode. So let's go. The first mistake, the top, 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 top mistake that manifestors make during launching is taking on too much strategy. 
way too much strategy, right? The problem being that we can't sustain that much strategy. Every time you add an element of strategy into your launch, it complicates the launch, right? And, you know, I am not any kind of advocate for doing away with all strategy. I personally love strategy. I am a quad left. I desire strategy and structure and organization and process and routine. I love, love, love it. And next week, I'll share with you kind of the most complex strategies that we ever did in our six-figure launch. But I also need you to understand that you can run a very profitable and very effective launch on just one singular strategy. You don't need all of those bells and whistles strategically to make your launch more profitable. In fact, we have discovered that the less strategy we have, the better the launch does. The less strategy we have, the better the launch does because it allows us to operate energetically as a team and we have a team full of manifestors. We're a total manifestor team. It allows us to operate energetically in the space of we do less to receive more. We don't need these strategies here making us do more to receive more. Every time you add a strategy and you're doing more things, you're managing more elements, you're having to do more admin, do do um, more back-end work, do more sustaining of that on the front end with all your promotion and all of your selling and then all of your follow-through with these strategies. And so it's likely if you've you know dug into launching before, You've probably learned from from these launch teachers kind of a laid out like cookie cutter strategy. Okay, first you do the, you know, the wait list and then you do the discovery calls and then you do the urgency and then you do the cart closing discount, right? All of these things. And what they're doing there is they're just piecing together a number of different strategies and kind of making them into a process. They're saying like, oh, I take these eight strategies and I line them up one by one and that determines my launch process. When actually it's just a handful of strategies. You could mix and match those things. You don't even need all of them. You could take one, you could take 10, you could take 20, you could take five. It's not the strategy itself that creates the outcome for you. It's the way that your energy matches that strategy. The strategy is the support tool. The strategy is the support tool. Take that in again. The strategy is the support tool. The strategy is not the answer. The strategy is not the gateway that gets you all of the sales. The strategy is there as a method that supports your energy. So choose the strategies that just feel good to you and try to do less rather than more. The more strategies you've got, the more you have to sustain. And this is where we end up with manifestors trying to run these big ass launches, you know, six month launches, and they're doing market research and they're doing discovery calls and they're writing these epic sales pages and they're doing email campaign sequences and sales funnels and all of these things. And then they're exhausted. They're burnt out and then their launches go nowhere. And I'm telling you, I've been there before. I'm not dumping shame on you. I've been in that exact position and I've seen other manifestors be in that exact position. And we don't have to do it that way. Understand that strategy within a launch is simply a collection of strategies in a toolbox. You dip your hand into the toolbox and pull out the strategy that best supports the energetic intention that you are going into that launch with. Play around, use different strategies every time. This whole um, rinse, wash, repeat idea does not apply to manifestors in launching. 
collect all the strategies, experiment with the strategies, keep them in that toolbox and use them sparingly when you need to. Okay, top tip number two, top mistake number two. It is trying to commit to strategies of responding. Are you seeing where we're getting the connection points here, guys? Generators have been these amazing people and manifesting generators have been these amazing advocates and teachers for launch strategy. I mean, they essentially built launch strategy in the online place, but they are aligned with responding. That fuels them. It's amazing. They can sustain responding. It excites them. They can show up for it. And so at least half the launch strategy that, strategies that you've already learned are probably going to be from the foundational basis of responding. Let's have a look at a few. Um, responding to all of the comments on every single one of your posts, inviting people to comment on all of your sales posts, inviting people to DM you for sales so that you can respond to them, cold pitching people in the DM in order to engage a response doing one-on-one discovery calls or sales calls where you are responding to them. Even worse, on discovery calls, what you're actually doing is you're giving your skills and your energy away for free in an effort to try and prove yourself, to prove your value, to prove your energy, which is very damaging for manifestors because we already feel uncertain about the thing that we're releasing. Okay, we have so many strategies that are all about responding. You don't need to respond, manifesta. You don't need to respond. You can use strategies that bring people in to purchase from you without ever needing to respond to them at all. Whew. I know that's a big one to, to swallow because a lot of these, these strategies that we've learned that are all about responding, they're kind of touted as like, if you don't do this, then your launch will, of course, fail. It's like it's inevitable. If you don't do this, then your launch is going to fail. If you don't cold pitch in DMs, if you don't coach people past their money fears in DMs, if you don't do you know discovery calls, you know, if you don't do Q&As, live Q&As on your Instagram, you know, if you don't hop in your Facebook group and get people to comment, if you don't invite people to comment on your posts, all of this stuff, like if you don't do those things, you're going to fail. Your launch is going to fail. And it's just not true. It's just not true. I remember starting to experiment with this in our launches when I realized like I was just so exhausted and so angry from having to respond to people all the time, from kind of being stuck in this dynamic of like I would, you know, try to sell something and then people would come at me with a million questions and want to be involved in conversation. And I was like, guys, I don't, I'm not interested in that. I don't want to, like I've initiated it and I've created it and I just want you to show up and buy it if it's correct for you. Like I don't want to walk you through your decision-making. You walk yourself through your decision-making and it's here for you to buy if you want to come and get it when you know it's right for you. And, you know, we'd previously been using like frequently asked questions on our sales page and all of that jazz. And I realized that we could really expand on that. 
right? And so we started doing really extensive frequently asked questions on the sales page, like not just, you know, three or four, hey, can I get a refund or is this in my time zone? And, you know, we were like extensively kind of running through 10 to 15 detailed frequently asked questions at the bottom of the sales page. And then in our social media and our email promotion, we were saying, if you've got questions, go check out the sales page. We set up a quick reply in our DMs when people would DM us with questions because there's always someone, you know, would DM us with questions about it. And we set up a quick reply, a save reply that we could just shoot back to them that said, thanks so much for your question. That's already answered in the frequently asked questions on the sales page. Here's the link. And I noticed firstly that I felt really good about that. I felt like, oh my gosh, it has alleviated the burden of me needing to respond to this stuff all the time or my staff needing to respond to it. But also it's it's teaching people to be accountable. It's teaching people to be self-managers, right? And so over a couple of launches, we started to see that people just stopped bugging us with questions <laughs> because they just went to the frequently asked questions because they knew we'd been informing them repeatedly, go go there, go there, go there. And so people did, right? It, it allowed so much more fluidity and so much more peace in the way that we launched that we were not ever, and I personally was not ever being involved in helping people to make the decision or answering all of their questions or, you know, none of those like responsive tactics. It was very much like I've created it, here it is, Here's the ability to pay it. I'm going to stick it here. This is how much it costs. This is how you buy it. Off you go. You and do it. Go and do it, sorry. No responding required, right? And and so as we've moved on from there, I have actually like dabbled in a little bit of responding stuff every now and then when it's felt fun to do so. But our foundational basis here in our team for launching is that like we don't need to have any access set up for responding at all. Those are not strategies that we ever need to use. And yes, we do sell out launches. We sell out launches. We have $10,000 launches, $50,000 launches, $100,000 launches. I mean, from here on, my anticipation is that, that that will keep growing and we'll get into multi six-figure launches without ever needing to respond or do discovery calls or you do cold pitching in the DM, none of those things, right? Because they're not energetically aligned for us. Finally, the last top mistake that manifestors are making in launches This one's going to sting a little bit. I want you to like take a deep breath and just prepare yourself. It might be a little bit confronting. You are being too afraid to sell it. You're being too afraid to sell it, guys. You are initiating and creating these extraordinary, extraordinary things that people need The world needs them. They have to be made available to people. And maybe you go to the extent of like you get it set up on your website and, you know, you make a payment integration for it and and maybe you even tell yourself this is my launch date and you might do one post on your Instagram or you might share it once in your little Facebook group and then you stop. You stop because you are so afraid that, If you sell it, you're going to look like pushy. You're going to look like you're salesy, right? You're going to, it's going to be too invasive for people. People are going to get triggered. People will be angry at you. 
My friends, let me assure you, this is simply a throat wound for manifestors. This is all part of that throat wound that we have. It's the repressive throat wound where we feel like when we speak, we are too much. Oh, I'm too much. I couldn't tell people about this. I couldn't inform people that I want them to buy it. I can't promote it. I can't, you know, show up on video or photo or text. I can't send emails. Like I I can't use my voice to continually promote this thing and, and share my energy about it because I am too much for other people if I do that. So I'm going to shut it down. I'm going to repress it. I'm not going to say anything. Right. And all that does is leaves you in a place where you are angry and you are resentful. You feel like you are biting your tongue, right? That you, the universe is presenting you with these amazing opportunities to tell people about what you've created. And yet you bite your tongue and you don't say anything. Oh, I, you know, I didn't want to be too much. I didn't want to sell to them. God damn, go ahead and sell. That opportunity was there existing for you to sell it. Selling is not a dirty word. It is not a dirty word. If selling is such a terrifying concept for you, then reframe it into informing. Do your most hardcore, authentic forming, informing and do it on repeat. <laughs> Show up and tell people, this is what I've created. This is how I feel about it. This is what I want you to do in response. I want you to buy it. I want you to share about it. I want you to make a decision about it. I want you to tell your friends about it. Whatever it may be, this is how I want you to respond. I am informing you. This is what I want. I'm informing the universe. This is what I want. And we know that informing has a massive energetic kickback for us. If you haven't learned about informing, we have podcast episodes on it. Scroll right on back. You'll find some cool podcast episodes on the strategy of informing and what it actually means, right? But your whole sales strategy can simply be informing. It, it can simply be just like being, being um, courageous enough to show up and say, all right, each day or each second day or each third day for two weeks, I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up and I'm, I'm going to inform my audience. These people that have come here to to follow me and to follow what I do and really they've come here to buy what I create, but that's a whole other topic, right? Like these people are here for me and so I'm going to inform them of what I've made, of what I've done, of what I'm making available, of how I feel about it, of how I want them to respond to it. I'm going to make it available for them to purchase it if that's how they choose to respond and then I'm just going to release it. I'm going to dust my hands. I'm going to release it. I'm going to walk away and I'm going to let them make their own decisions about it. Sell it, manifesto. Please sell it. We are not removed from the laws of sales psychology, right? As a consumer, you know yourself as a consumer that it actually takes, I mean, the latest data is saying 17 times. It used to be 11 times that somebody would need to be exposed to a product or service before they feel kind of captured into it and they feel a familiarity with it in order to buy it. 11 times, 17 times if you're being extreme, 11 times your audience needs to hear about what you've got. 11 times. So no, you cannot just do one post about it and expect the floodgates to open and everybody to come in and buy it. 
you need to you need to show up for it. You need to be prepared to kind of show up and continuously like inform, continuously communicate. I'm not asking you to sell hardcore, you know, eight hours a day, seven days a week for the next six months. I'm asking you to, for a limited time period, to show up in whatever methodology feels correct for you to sell to your audience the thing that you have created for them. That's all you need to do. If being on camera seems like too crazy for you, try doing photos with text over the top. If showing your face on photos feels too crazy for you, then just do like text on plain template slides or posts, right? Just do emails, but whatever it is, do it repeatedly, right? We we use a a collection of all three different things. Sometimes I don't even get on video once during a launch. Sometimes I'm on video every every day, every second day. I follow what feels correct for me at the time. But the point is, if you are not willing to have the the belief in yourself and the belief in what you have initiated to show up and tell other people why it's valuable, then nobody else is going to see it as valuable either. You cannot put all of the burden of responsibility and all of that fear and all of that worry onto the the shoulders of your customer. And say, hey, I just want to be real quiet about this thing, but I want you to take the leap to come and buy it from me, even though I'm not willing to be comfortable enough telling you about it. What's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? You show up, you inform, or you sell, and no one buys. Oh, well. (laughs) Oh, well. No one's died. The world has not imploded. You haven't lost your business. You take a moment, you rest, you reflect, and you show up again with something different if you want to. Show up again with a a different creative urge. Wait till the next urge comes through. You can circle back to this one. You can bring it back out again, right? But you have to be willing to put in this work to show up and and to inform people, to let them know, to sell it. And it's got to be more than once. It's got to be time after time after time after time. Doesn't need to be forever, but it does need to be repeatedly for at least a little while. Give your audience an opportunity to actually really see what it is that you've created for them in the acknowledgement that the online space is very busy, very, very noisy. And most of the time, it's not because people don't want what you've got. It's just because they genuinely haven't come across it. (laughs) They haven't seen it. They didn't open the email. They didn't see your post. Instagram didn't show it to them. They weren't in the Facebook group the one day that you posted about it. You know, the number of manifesto initiations that, that I have come across, that they're so shy to get out, right? That They're just so terrified of like telling people about. And I look at these creations and I often buy them, right? Because I really want to be supportive. But I look at these creations and I think this, has the ability to have such a huge impact. Like this this has the ability to have an impact on the world. This has the ability to, to hugely establish this person's business. This has the ability to bring them in massive income. It's it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's so divine. And yet it's not going to bring them any of those things because they're too scared to tell someone about it. Too scared to tell their audience about it. I mean, if this is you, if this is where you're currently at, this is, let me, let me initiate you. Let me prompt you. Let me shock you a little bit into this. It's time to get over yourself. 
It is. It is time to move past that fear. It is time to stop seeing that fear of selling as the biggest roadblock you've got in front of you. You don't want it as a roadblock. Move it out of the way. Build a bridge and walk on over it. Every single one of us has been there. Every single one of us has been in this place where it just seemed insurmountable, where it felt terrifying and embarrassing to show up and sell, where the fear of nobody buying was so paralyzing that you felt like you couldn't even open your mouth to speak. We have all been there and I'm telling you the only way out of this is through it. Pull up your socks, trust your urges, trust that what you've initiated is so needed. You wouldn't have felt the urge for it if it wasn't needed by someone, someplace or something. There is an, an inbuilt guarantee in manifesto urges that it is it has to be and needs to be received by someone. And yes, you can put a dollar price tag on that and expect them to pay it. You did the energetic work of initiating it, so you should also expect to receive money in exchange for that. There we have it. The top three manifesto launch mistakes. I mean, I could talk all day. I could talk all day about this, but I want to just give you the, like those initial chunks, help you kind of get those wheels turning in your brain, working out how you feel about this, how you might want to approach things differently in your launch um, and, and move from there, right? The world and the world needs what you've got. You have to learn how to launch. You have to become into a place of alignment with launching because this is the way to get your creative urges out there. This is the way to receive money from your creative urges. Um, and until somebody invents a different way, I mean, this is how we do it, guys. This is how we do it. And we can do it uniquely. We can do it in our own manifesto way, but we do have to do it at some point. So we currently have a little project that we are launching. It is in a mystery waitlist mode at the moment, and it's called Project L. Project L. Now, I'm putting this out there because I want this to be an example. We are using a particular launch strategy here, right? We're offering a waitlist and we're providing a mystery element around it. It's a bit of a surprise. Now, I promise you this is going to be a super, super cool product, um, like all of them are, right? Because it came from a creative urge, but this is something that's going to be super supportive for you if you want to start earning money from your creative urges. You can join the Project L waitlist. We're going to put the link right here in the show notes. It doesn't cost anything to join the waitlist. You're not obligated to buy anything. What it does get you is early access. So you will be on the waitlist, the first people to know what this service is when it drops, right? To know what this this cool new product is, as soon as it drops, you will get notified of it before the rest of the audience. You'll also be offered an opportunity to buy it with a little bonus. So <laughs> join the wait list. If that speaks to you, Project L is open now. You have up until I believe the 22nd of March to join the wait list. So get on in. And if you are listening to this episode after that wait list time has already passed, then jump on over to our Instagram and see what the cool the cool product is and get yourself on board with it if it feels good to you. So I'm going to leave you there. Um, I will jump back in next week with our episode behind the scenes of a six-figure launch to give you a bit more kind of grit and a bit more detail in depth on the process of launching and, and how we use it as manifestors to create a six-figure launch. And I can't wait to chat with you then. Here's to launching, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. 
I hope that my words, my sharing and the spiritual wisdom that came through today's episode have a magnificently transforming impact on your life. If you love this episode, I would be so humbly and truly grateful if you would share it on your social media. You can tag me on Instagram or Facebook at The Holly Marie. And also please consider taking a moment to leave a review right here on iTunes so that this information, this podcast and this spiritual transformation can be spread to even more people. Again, I cannot wait to see you for the next episode of Hunting for Purpose.